And Tiger Woods is the champion of the 2019 Masters at Augusta National in Georgia. Woods shot a two-under par in the final round and finished 13-under for the tournament. This is Woods' first Masters win since 2005. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Gear up for spring with help from your neighbors at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We've got the tools and supplies you need for your home, lawn, and garden, along with knowledgeable associates to answer your questions and provide you with helpful tips for whatever your project. Like Femco sprayers. Right now, save $70 on a 25-gallon toe-behind ATV sprayer. On sale, $349.99. Or pick up a 12-volt, 40-gallon three-point sprayer. It's $299.99. Select Greenleaf sprayer fittings, now 15% off. Eliminate weeds with Amine 402 4D herbicide concentrate. Ideal for fence rows, industrial sites, and drainage ditches. Two and a half gallons, $33.99. Or pick up liquid weed and feed from PBI Gordon. Two and a half gallons, just $39.99. Press for time, use our drive through service, and leave the heavy lifting to us. Just drive up, place your order, and we'll have you loaded up and on your way in no time. That's genuine value. From Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. Christensen Sales is having an auction on Thursday, April 18th at 11 a.m. That auction will be at the Gerald Inkney Farm at 29037 County Highway S in Cornell. Items included in the sale are tractors and end loaders, planning and tillage equipment, general farm and milking equipment, and some feed. From Boyd, go north on Highway D for 7 miles to Highway S, then 2 miles west on S to the farm. Park on 290th, just west of the farm. To get all the details, head to ChristensenSales.com or call 715 223 5.04 a.m. here at Wax 104.5 as we roll with those morning tours. It's tax day. You don't have that 1040 and all of those great attachments that go with it. Uh, in you have until midnight tonight, I suppose. So, yeah, happy tax day, folks. Let's have a look at some of the mid, uh, the markets on the cash livestock side of things, fed beef steers are at one seventeen and a half to one thirty, with mixed one to one seventeen. Fed beef heifers one seventeen to one twenty seven, with mixed one to one seventeen. Fed Holstein steers eighty eight and a half to ninety nine, with select and choice sixty to eighty eight. Cows are at forty five to fifty four. Tops at fifty five to sixty seven. Bulls are thirty six to eighty five. Butcher hogs are 50 and down. Sows, the lightweights, 33 to 35. And the heavies, 36 to 37. Boars are 10 and down. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are 110 to 147. And feeder lambs are 1 to 207 and a half. On the livestock futures, live cattle for April are 126.55. That's up 55 cents. June 121.45, up a dollar two. August 118.20, up 82. October 119.02, up 57. Feeder cattle for April 145.42. That's unchanged. May is at 150.50. That's up 65. August at 158.70, up a dollar five. September 159.77, 
up 67. In October, 159.75, up 35. Lean hogs for April are at 79.30. That's up 7 cents. May, 89.60, up $1.20. June, 98.50, up 80. And July, 101.35, that's up 35 cents. First look at the dairy side of things. Barrels of cheese are at 161 and three quarters, up two and a quarter. 40 pound blocks at 164 and a half, unchanged. Grade AA butter, 225 and three quarters, unchanged. April class three milk, 115, or rather $15.92, up, a do, up one, a penny. May is at fifteen seventy eight unchanged. June fifteen eighty three unchanged. July at sixteen eleven down to, and those prices are mixed through twenty nineteen. All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health for your family, for future generations for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. Enrolling at Marshfield Clinic Health System, Marshfield Wausau and Chippewa Falls. Let's get something off your bucket list this July. That's a trip to Alaska. Hi, I'm Bob Bosol. Come on along with me on an agricultural cruise and land tour of Alaska, July 23rd through August 4th. We'll visit Denali National Park, travel the White Pass and Yukon Railroad, enjoy a three-night Holland America cruise up the Inside Passage. We'll also dredge for gold. We'll go to Wasilla, home of the Iditarod Dog Race. We'll go face-to-face with glaciers. We'll also visit agricultural areas of Muskox Farms, farms in the Delta Junction and Matanuska Valley area. Lots to do and see July 23rd through August 4th as we travel to Alaska. Plan to join us. All airfare and hotels are included in your price. Find out more. Get a free brochure. Call Holiday Vacations 1-800-826-2266. 1-800-826-2266. Come on along with us on a farm tour to Alaska July 23rd through August 4th. It's National Tax Day. Hope you're getting your taxes all filed or already have. It's April 15th, folks. Scott Schultz sitting here with Bridget Finke of Valley Crossing Law Firm. Bridget, it's more than tax day, you tell me. What else is today? The big news. It's National Healthcare Decisions Day. And what does that mean? It's really a day to just bring awareness to doing uh, pre-planning about yeah. your healthcare decisions. That if for some reason you were still here but had some sort of event where you were not able to make health care decisions for yourself. You're mm-hmm. unconscious after a car accident. You've um, developed dementia, um, things like that. Encouraging people to make their own decisions about what kind of health care decisions would they want made on their behalf. How do you right. feel about your end-of-life care? And then who do you trust to stand in your shoes to make those decisions for you? Who do folks usually grab? Who do they turn to? Spouse number one, of course. Yeah, it's pretty common that if people are married that they pick their spouse first. And if they have adult children, those are often um, logical choices for Mm -hmm. backup agents. You know, lots of people enjoy having friends who work in the medical 
field um, that can be really reassuring that they would know that someone um, would understand and be able to process kind of all the medical jargon that sometimes medical professionals throw at you in pretty stressful times. We hate talking about this kind of thing. Death is going to happen, and chances are pretty good that we might have to have some of these decisions made for us. Sure, they're always difficult conversations, and I also think sometimes that um, people view them as conversations just for old people, right? And, right. you know, I've, I've got 70-year-olds in my office who talk about old people, and I've right. got 90-year-olds in my office right. that talk about old people, you know. Um, but really, as to th- these, this type of pre-planning, in my mind, it's as or more important for young people, and, right. and that's anyone 18 and up because that's when you can actually make these decisions um, as it is for older folks because with younger folks, it's more apt to be a sudden accident or Mm -hmm. sudden event, Mm -hmm. and now it's too late. Now we can't pre-plan. And so if those decisions need to be made and you haven't done that planning and, and for instance, you need to be admitted into a long-term care facility for recovery from your traumatic brain injury, Um, Someone has to have legal authority to do that in Wisconsin. And if you haven't done the paperwork, you're off to court to get a guardianship. So now already a difficult time in your in your family's life in, you know, processing this this terrible event. But now we've got to throw a court proceeding on top of it. Yeah, I'll vouch for having had to make some of those decisions over the years. And and it always was better when we had something laid out in writing. Absolutely. And and it really helps your family members, too, to express your feelings about those things. And, you know, we tend to have these conversations when something right. happens to a friend or a family member. You, you yeah. know, you may not know what you want, but if you see something, you can say, well, that's that's what I don't want. And right. so use use those examples um, in your in your life to, to think through those things. Have those conversations with the people that you want to um, stand in your shoes and make those decisions if you're not able to communicate them. People can just give you a call probably and get help and ideas and information about that. Certainly. Um, it's something that, that we do, but, you know, part of why I wanted to chat with you today is there are um, forms available uh, through the Wisconsin Department of Health Services page. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get these documents and often get help Um at your clinic or hospital where you mm-hmm. do your doctoring, you know, and my my message today is just get the plan and get something in writing, whether you see a lawyer, whether you see me, whether you do it on your own, um, get those directives in place. Uh, make sure you have that planning taken care of. Right. And I'll say it's not any more painful than having to file taxes. <laughs> Probably less painful, That's right? That's right. right? <laughs> That's right. All right. Thank you. Bridget Finke. Valley Crossing Law, always good information. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Scott. As a man of the land, you ask yourself tough questions, like if my auger could talk, what might he say? And as a man of truth and wisdom, I can tell you that when called upon, your auger might say something like, gee, it sure is a nice day to move some green there, Reem. Reem a boot to shoot some green into that bin over there. Now you ask, why does my auger sound like a royal mountie? Well, that's because there's a chance you bought it from some fancy outfit in Canada. That's right, you may have unintentionally outsourced a piece of equipment that sits at the center of your operation, that transports your most precious cargo, Canada, a country that is not America. Now you know. 
And now, next time you get it right. Because Sudengay Industries manufactures the world-class Ox Portable Auger right here in America's heartland, George, Iowa. Ox Portable Augers from Sudengay. There's work to do. The Ox. Wake up with breakfast at Panera. Try the new maple glazed bacon scrambled egg and cheese breakfast wrap and a cold brew. Panera, food as it should be. Hi, I'm Gibby the Goldfish. Gibson's Water Care Spring Sales event is going on right now. Pay only $9.99 for three months on softener or filtering unit for residential use. Or take advantage of a standard install for only $99. Save big, save now. Contact my water experts at Gibson's Water Care in April for a free home analysis. Locally owned, American made products. Next Grow Alfalfa offers ultimate flexibility with their extensive line of conventional Roundup Ready and Harv Extra Alfalfa seed, allowing you to achieve top yield potential and high forage quality. They're proud to introduce Next Grow 6409 HVXR with Harv Extra Alfalfa Trait, the industry's first alfalfa trait designed to give you the flexibility to choose between higher alfalfa quality or delay harvest thanks to a wider cutting window to maximize your yield potential. With Next Grow Alfalfa, you'll also find 6422Q, the variety that swept the commercial division for seven of the last eight years at the World Forage Analysis Super Bowl, plus a full portfolio of conventional and Roundup-ready varieties, including 6472A Nexgrow's Race 2 Aphanomyces resistant variety, a top choice for wet, heavy, or saturated soil, and in addition, it has an excellent forage quality rating. 6424R, Nexgrow's newest glyphosate-tolerant variety with Race 2 Aphanomyces resistant that offers protection on those wet, heavy soils while delivering exceptional forage quality. To learn more about Nexgrow, Grow alfalfa. See your local dealer or visit plantnextgrow.com. Losing a loved one is never easy, and probably one of the last things you are thinking about at the time is whether or not that loved one was a hero and an organ donor. I'm Pam Yonke. Al Wright from Barneveld can tell you all about it. He lost his wife, and while sitting in the hospital waiting room, the family remembered that she wanted to be an organ donor. We sitting around, you know, and my son said, didn't mom want to be a donor? My gosh, she did. You know, you're not thinking of that at the time. That's Al Wright from Barneveld. His wife, as an organ donor, became a hero to some 50 people that were touched by tissue, eye, or organ donations from her. It's easy to do. You can register now online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Today, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation. You could become their hero. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. 17 minutes after 5 here at Wax 104.5. Scott doing the morning chores. Let's have a quick look at some of the uh, farm news in the countryside. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's most recent farm census report says Wisconsin's overall farm numbers dropped along with their net cash income in the five years since the previous census. The report said Wisconsin had 64,793 farms in 2017 compared with 69,754 farms reported in the 2012 census. Those farms operated on 14.3 million acres in 2017 compared with 14.6 million acres in 2012. Wisconsin's net cash farm income also dropped 
at $2.4 billion in 2017 compared with $3.1 billion in 2012. The per farm average net income was $36,842 rather $36,842 in 2017, and that's compared with 44,058 in 2012. State farmers receipts from government programs also decreased. Meanwhile, net expenses increased to $9.7 billion compared with $9.4 billion in 2012. Well, they're counting down the days, I'm afraid, before they're cut loose for the summer recess. It may take them a little while this year. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Obviously, the kids are in kind of the home stretch of the school year. A lot of our FFA activities are kind of moving forward, looking for those competitors that will be on the state scene at the Alliant Energy Center coming June for the state convention. But the innovation that some of these agriculture instructors and their FFA alumni and their students are experiencing in expanding the learning experience in the traditional schoolhouse, very interesting. Scott, you got a chance to find out what one ag instructor and agriculture department's doing to try to really expand the horizons of their students. That's right, Pam. Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. Boy, it's every VOAG teacher's dream probably to walk into a school system and have an actual barn to keep their animals in. Well, Lisa Kopp over at the Medford Public School System in Taylor County had that dream when five years ago she took over the VOAG department at the school. She said, wouldn't it be nice to have a barn? And it happened that a farm next door to the school buildings came up for sale. The school district, with a lot of community help and donations, purchased that farm. And they also built a classroom barn on that place. It's every Voag teacher's dream, I'm telling you. I asked Lisa about what went into that and how that process all got started and where it is today. So I was hired five years ago, and I had a crazy vision that I'm like, oh, within five years, I need a, I need a farm. I need a barn on the school property because the years previous I taught in a different district, I would bring a calf in for the day. I'd bring my horse in for the day. And mind you, I would bring them in the school. You know, so thinking you have a lot of cleanup, and that's not an ideal setting for the students or for the animal. So when I was hired here in Medford, I said, hey, we have enough support in this community. I think we can make it happen. So I dreamt it up and I got a barn board of people together and they helped support me in setting the foundation and kind of laying out what would be needed or what would be expected of a facility and it's grown. So we fundraised, I'd say probably two and a half years ago, we started actively fundraising and it came very fast. And I'm very fortunate that our community businesses and individuals in the community donated, you know, anywhere from $25 up to $25,000 I've received grants for. So it's been a fantastic vision that I'm very blessed has come together. And, you know, not all districts maybe could, could do this. And I'm very fortunate that Medford District, the administration, the community has been very receptive and supportive of it. Well, it was quite a coincidence that there happened to be a barn adjacent to the school parking lot, literally a stanchion barn sitting there, and there was a house here maybe too, a little farm. Did that catch your eye when you walked, drove in that parking lot? Yeah, kind of funny. When we were starting the beginning of this project, we actually were looking at existing school property to try and squeeze it in on, you know, talking about a 
50 by 50 structure. There's a little area on the other side of the school we could have done. And then this land ironically came for sale about the same time as the vision. And it just seemed like a perfect fit. So the stanchion barn is a really neat egg history lesson for students to go, hey, look at those were gutters, those were mangers. There used to be a milking farm here where, where people would milk cattle, you know, and the students, they don't see that now. We've, you know, we've poured new concrete and put in new pens for our dairy beef that we have in there. Um, the house we used for two years as a haunted house and the students had a blast with that haunted house. It sure was a lot of work to work with high schoolers for, what, six nights and through midnight, some of them, and we raised about $7,000 at that haunted house fundraiser. The house has since then been demolished, and now we'll use that land for potentially sweet corn or for pumpkins. We have a high tunnel greenhouse out front. We have plans to do an apple orchard. We have honeybees coming this spring. So Sometimes I say, Lisa, you know, one thing at a time, but it just is naturally happening, and the students are doing a great job with it all. Talking about that stanchion barn, there's even a, I said, a wood stave silo sitting next to it. Was that sitting there already, or was that something you brought in? Yeah, that silo was existing from the property when it was purchased, and um, we've talked about, or some people have talked about getting rid of it because we don't use it. I'm like, no, no, it's such a visual, iconic symbol of a farm, so we need to get a new top put on it, so looking for uh, the right fit for that and keep it as an image. Um, I keep thinking, too, down the road, it'd be fun to restore that old barn and put the haymow back on top of it because it was cut and lowered. Um, the roof is new, so it's fine, but it'd be fun to have that old-style barn that you don't commonly see around the area anymore. Now, there was already an existing shop and egg classroom area not far from the main high school building, a few steps away, and that's still being used for your purposes, I, I believe. And then what are you going to bring out here to the, to the barn and the shop shed? I don't know what we call it exactly. I'll let, I'll let you call it the, the barn setup. What all do you uh, want to bring out here? So the new facility has, has my classroom specifically. We also have a second agriculture teacher who teaches halftime. Hannah Rowland is currently in the old egg room or where I was last year. And so the future plans would be to actually add on to this new barn and put a second classroom out here so that she could bring her classes out here. Um, the other egg room that we have is the typical classroom, so it doesn't have any animal labs or stalls per se, but it's a, a still a classroom that we can house students in for the hour and talk about different things and they come out to the barn for lab enrichment for her classes. This has been your first year in here and has some kinks to work out I'm sure just like a brand new house. What do you want to do with it yet? Do you look at it even now and say oh there's so many different things we could do? You know I try and take it day at a time and yeah, there are some things that I'm sure you'll always look around and say, hey, we still need to do this and that, you know, just trying to get, you know, cabinets for storage or we'll have an art mural that should be finished up by the end of this year. I think there's always things you can do to make it better, but overall the concept's there and it's very high functioning right now. I mean, the classroom's going really well. We had some troubleshooting things, like you say, with with any new building with heat for the, for the winter and trying to figure it out for the summer for ventilation. And it's going really well. But, yeah, I think it's one of those things that's going well that you almost have to keep thinking of more things to do because you got to keep busy. The snow load was tested this year already in the new building. Yeah, you know, it slid off the roof like it should, and we had snow what do you call those anchors on the side that held it where the kids walk in? You know, it was great. But the old barn, the stanchion barn, yeah, it came down one day and the kids were laughing. How do we open the door? I said, go grab a shovel. Those are basic lessons that in a normal classroom setting, you sure can't 
teach. I walked in the barn and we were cleaning some calf pens there. Yeah, you know, you would think that being raised in a rural area that a lot of students are on farms and have those skills, but it's not. In, in this class that does a lot of the barn chores out of 25 students, I bet there's five students that are on a farm that can say that they've cleaned pens or raised animals or you know had anything to do with butcher. And that's maybe even six in this class, but the numbers go down in my other classes substantially. So these students, you know, they don't understand how to use a wheelbarrow. How do you clean a pen? Why do you have to clean it? You know, can we just clean the top of the bedding or do we have to get down to the bottom? You know, little things that you actually have to teach. So, you know, maybe they won't leave here being a farmer but they might leave here saying, hey, I could have hogs to raise for my family, or I could do chickens for laying eggs. Um, maybe they don't because they will appreciate somebody else doing it for them, and they won't you know, complain about the high price for meat or for eggs in the future because they know that work that has to be included to get to that product. You have a handful of steers in the pen right now that I saw. How do you get those animals? Where do those animals come from, and what happens to them? And what other animals might you be in here with? Yeah, we're really fortunate. Um, a lot of dairy farmers in the area give me calls. Hey, you want a bull calf? You know, the markets right now, as you know, aren't, aren't very good for them. So we are very fortunate, and we kind of like a Noah's Ark here. We do kind of two of each animal. So we have two, two calves, two dairy bull calves donated. So we go through the shots, the castration, dehorning per se, anything the animal would need. And then we also have a, a year-older steer right now that would be looking to be finished the end of the summer. And so, I don't know, it's kind of a neat variety what we could do with it. We've done open houses in the past where we use the animal's meat to feed the public for the open house. Um, the hogs that we have, the three hogs we have right now, are actually purchased to feed the school lunch on May 7th. So the high schoolers will be eating fresh pork from the school barn. Um, so it depends on the year and kind of who wants it. Otherwise, we sell the animals privately to buyers and um, a lot of students families actually end up purchasing the meat because they they're excited hey mom we should buy this hog you know i raised it all semester i want to eat it you know it's not everywhere that you hear that <laughs> no and not every student's like that you know we do labs you know we're butchering chickens this week or this coming week and um you know not every student's okay with watching that and i'm okay with that but they need to understand the concepts and guess what that chicken didn't come from the store somebody raised it somebody butchered it and it's the skills that you know maybe we'll get one student out of this semester that wants to go into the butchering industry or maybe we'll get five of them but if you don't show them that or show them anything about these jobs, how can we expect them to be interested or stay engaged in the agricultural careers in their future? Cost. About what was the cost picture for this barn? <laughs> well, with any project, I think you start at a number and then they say to double it, right? <laughs> but um, we've raised over $200,000 to build the facility that's on the property, and that's not with the property purchasing that the Medford Area School District generously purchased. You know, that's not with the billing grounds and maintenance budgets of helping make a driveway, a walkway out to here, helping with some tree removal. I mean, so there's a pretty pretty penny involved in it. Um, Maintenance-wise, I budget for these things. So the feed... I'm very fortunate the Medford Cooperative here in our town donates the feed for the livestock. And, you know, we don't have a huge farm, so it's a few animals, but boy, oh boy, if you know, feed is the most expensive cost on any, on any farm. And so that is a huge chunk out of my budget that generously the co-op donates. Um, a lot of products, too, like we have a weigh scale for our hogs. We're borrowing that from the Fair, Taylor County Fair Committee, and then they take it back for the summer, which we don't even need it in summer. So it's a great relationship. 
Um, a lot of the other things, though, I budget for. So it's, you know, it's part of my classroom. Instead of a textbook, I need some halters. Instead of, instead of um, papers and markers, you know, I need dewormer for the cat, you know. So it, it kind of balances out in the end, and I'm pretty lucky that I've written grants, and I've gone around to businesses saying, hey, would you consider donating this or that? And, you know, they can say no. That's not a problem. But usually it's been really well recepted, and they see a need for that because if we don't show students about it, you know, there's not going to be a need for that those jobs in the future. Lisa Kopp over at the Medford School District. Every egg teacher's dream, I would say, is to be having to have a facility like that. We're going to be hearing from Rocky over Premier Livestock in a little while. As you put together your hail insurance plan for this year, ask yourself these questions. What's the total value of your crop? How much of that value is protected from hail? What's your crop insurance strategy? And how does that strategy connect with your marketing plan? Look to the team of experts at Ag Country Farm Credit Services to help answer these questions and more. Look to us to help tailor a production hail plan that works best for you. To secure your coverage, stop in or call us today. Ag Country Farm Credit Services. It's 5.31 a.m. here at Wax 104.5. As we continue with the morning chores, we have Rocky from Premier Livestock on the phone. Good morning, Rocky. Hey, good morning, Scott. How are you doing today? Let's, uh... Doing wonderful. Let's, yeah, let's hope the weather this week doesn't turn too bad. Yeah, it can yeah. only get better. Tell us what you've got going on over there at Rocky Premier. Premier uh, Rocky. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Scott. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is our last week's market shaped up at Premier Livestock. We did sell over 2,500 head of livestock on the fed cattle, steady to stronger market there. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 87 to 95. Selects and low choice, 75 to 86. Choice B steers and heifers, 112 to 127. Market cows high yielding, 53 to 68. Most cows, 38 to 52. Market bulls high yielding, 75 to 85. Lower yielding, 70 and down. Organic market cows sold on Mondays, uh, high yielding, 72 to 85. Low yielding, 42 to 71. Newborn Holstein bull calves steady, uh, most uh, 45 to 170 per head. So big increase in that market. Beef calves, 125 to 390. And your Holstein heifer. For calves 20 to 105. This week at Premier, uh, Tuesday we get our feeder cattle auction. The following week will be the special. Uh, Wednesday we have our special dairy cattle auction. We're going to have a herd number one, 120 very high quality Holstein dairy cows, complete retirement dispersal. Uh, we're going to have an 87 pound tank average, 150 cell count, be lots of cows milking into the hundreds. Uh, they're going to be on test. Top sires from Gen X, international protein sires, uh, going to be parlor freestall and uh, uh, they're going to be tested, microplasma, and staph negative. Very high-quality herd. Also selling with this herd will be all their springing heifers. They're coming from Kraut Kramer Brothers out of Marathon, Wisconsin. We're going to have pictures and a catalog online already. Herd number two, 50 registered Holstein dairy cows, complete dispersal, 80-pound average, 4-1 butter fat, uh, somatic cell count 100. They're going to sell on test, 30 years of AI breeding, uh, going to be tie stall cows outside every day. Jim Knutson out of New Auburn. So very very nice lineup for the dairy sale Wednesday. Uh, if you're looking for high-quality cows, we definitely got them. 9.30 a.m., we're going to have our hay auction. Uh, right before the dairy sale, we are going to feature a semi-load of Western Organic 
third crop alfalfa. You guys in the organic business, or if you're not, it's going to be a good load of hay, third crop alfalfa. Questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500, or check our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. And, Scott, that's how it shaped up. That sounds a good good way to shape things up. And uh, Hey, you did ask me at the beginning if we did turkey hunt. Yep, yep. And I did, I did take my boy out, and we got yep. his first turkey by 7 o'clock a.m. 21-pound, wow. 10-inch beard, so that was kind of exciting. Did uh, you help him call, or did you both call, or who called? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we uh, were in the blind together, and Good. he helped call, I helped call, and, no, it was very exciting. Yeah, I've long said that uh, uh, being a deer hunter, too, uh, that turkey hunting is, is different. In the first place, if you get a nice spring morning, it's really pleasant sitting out there, but... Uh, there's there are a couple different little goosebumps that you get with a turkey gobbling. Yeah, it was a youth season, so I honestly I don't know if I've ever turkey hunted in snow. So that was a <laughs> not that I can remember anyway, but that was a unique experience. So. That's right. Hey, thank you, Rocky. Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. And speaking of snow, let's go over to Skywarn Thirteen and please tell me that we're not going to have snow at the end of the week. Uh, well, if we do, it'll be mixed with rain. So uh, so that's some good news. Oh, uh, and I don't good, think yeah. it's going to accumulate, so that's some good news as well. But uh, can't completely promise that we won't have any snow at all. And in the meantime, we're going to melt a lot of the snow that has fallen. Temperatures today will be topping out in the 50s, and we'll see clouds increasing throughout the day. Then into tonight, just an isolated rain shower late. It will be seasonable down to a low of 36. By tomorrow, those clouds break up. And and it'll be the pick day of the week with highs at 62, really comfortable and dry. And then Wednesday and Thursday, we see some rain. It'll also be breezy. Temperatures should stay in the low to mid 50s, though. And then for Thursday night, as we dip down into the 30s and Friday staying in the mid 40s, along with that rain, could mix in a little bit of snow. But again, uh, nothing of significance. At least that's how it's shaping up now. By Friday night, we do dip down to about the freezing point, and then we should dry out for the Easter holiday weekend with highs in the mid-50s to low-60s. Right now in Eau Claire, it's 24. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Monica Ott. Monica, all we can say is it's July, right? <laughs> sure. Or rather, uh, April. What month is yeah. it? I don't even know what month it is. That's I, I how confusing know. I thought, this I thought is. maybe it was, it, it was a wishful thinking that it was July. <laughs> yeah. Well, during parts of the week, it's going to feel like July, but then, you know, yep. we get back to reality. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Monica, over at Skywarn 13. Let's take a glance at some of the local news. Lawyers for the man who police say ran down three Girl Scouts from Chippewa Falls say there's no proof he was high at the time of the wreck. Colton Troy's lawyers said on Friday that prosecutors can't prove their claim that Troy was huffing air duster before police say he drove off the road and killed the girls and a mom who was helping them pick up trash. Troy was in court Friday for his preliminary hearing. The judge said there is enough evidence to head to trial. The state of Wisconsin's green economy is growing. A new study from the Environmental Entrepreneurs and clean, the Clean Energy Trust say Wisconsin is adding clean energy jobs while other states aren't. The group say energy efficiency and renewable energy generation were two of the state's fastest growing job markets last year. 
Wisconsin's attorney general says prosecutors are pushing ahead with five cases made because of state-tested old DNA kits. Attorney General Josh Call on Friday said the five cases were the first to be turned over to la- after labs tested almost a thousand old sexual assault kits. Wisconsin is working its way through about six thousand of the old kits. Call said the tests have led to charges in Winnebago, Wapaka, Rock, Oneida, and Milwaukee counties. Do you want to investigate a crime scene like you see on TV? Are you interested in trying your hand at the cow milking simulator? Maybe you want to meet a police canine unit in person. You can do all of that and more at CVTC's West Campus Open House on Thursday, April 25th from 4 to 7 p.m. Explore careers in law enforcement, agriculture, transportation, public safety, and construction with hands-on activities to experience what it's like to work in these fields. Visit cvtc.edu slash westcampusevent today to register for a chance to win an Amazon gift card. Let's have a chat about your debit card, the card you use for the things you buy every day. What if you could get cash back every time you bought those things? Well, now you can. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit. Just open a Discover bank account and start earning 1% cash back on up to $3,000 in debit card purchases every month automatically. Plus, there are no monthly fees or minimum balances. Now you can get cash back on the way you like to pay. Open a Discover bank account and get the debit card with cash back. Go to discoverbank.com slash debit. Limitations apply. Excludes money market accounts. Discover Bank member FDIC. Spring is here. It's April. We're starting to think about planning time. This is Scott Schultz with the Pioneer Crop Update with Mike Gronsky, a field agronomist from north central Wisconsin. Mike, what should producers be doing with their equipment as we start looking forward to the planting season? Conditions are changing, uh, you know, as we speak here across north central Wisconsin and, you know, starting to see some of this ground firm up as we've watched the snow cover go away. And uh, hopefully with a couple warm rains here, we'll watch that frost work its way out of the ground. You know, with that here, as, as we start heading towards spring, Probably the, the biggest thing that comes to mind is planter prep and, and things that we could be doing right now while we're, we're while we're probably a good three, possibly four weeks away from actually getting out into the field. So with that, you know, things that uh, I'd ha- I'd encourage growers to look at on their planters, uh, you know, prior season. Obviously, the the obvious one is their metering system. Uh, that's a really simple task. I mean, in the in the grand scheme of things, the best thing they can do is often just pull them off and take them in some place where uh, they can have these meters ran on a stand. Um, kind of the rule of thumb is every you know, every meter, you should, you know, 100 acres per meter. So if you have a six-row planter, you know, 600 acres planted, those meters should get run through. Beyond that, uh, you know, just a lot of the other obvious things on there, checking your chains, making sure that they're not uh, they're not rusted tight and they're not kinked, you know, and as you start h- hitching the planter up to the tractor itself, making sure the unit is completely level, looking at uh, what, where the wear is on those seat openers, uh, that's something that often gets overlooked, and unfortunately it creates a, more of a W pattern in the furrow versus a V, you know, and the thing with those is, the, you know, and it's going to vary by the manufacturer, the planter, is that they should never be more than half inch less than what they were from the OEM standards, and and the thing is, they're going to go really fast too, especially once that initial half inch is gone. That's more of a hardened steel, uh, where it, it tempered, you know, tempered hardened steel on the edge there. And once that portion's gone, those those discs are going to continue to erode at a really fast pace. Beyond that, just looking at uh, everything within the row unit, making sure the bushings are tight, making sure that down the closing wheels are centered over the op- uh, openers. 
uh, which you can just do that by running across concrete, checking the rest of the bushings within the system, within the unit itself, and then beyond that, obviously, just checking what kind of repair your trash whips and then uh, your closing wheels are in, and then obviously selecting the correct closing wheel based on the field conditions at planting. All right, it's never too early to think about corn planter and that planting equipment in general. That's Mike Gronsky, field agronomist in north central Wisconsin for Pioneer. This is Scott Schultz with a Pioneer Crops Update. EBJ Livestock Marketing is in our area. EBJ buys calves of all sizes and breeds three days a week in the listening area. No trucking, no commissions, and your calves are paid for before they ever leave your farm. EBJ Livestock also buys and sells groups of Holstein and beef steers with HolsteinTrader.com and BeefTrader.com. The marketing team at HolsteinTrader.com reaches multi-state regions, giving them excellent buying power. So farmers, find out what your livestock are worth. Call EBJ for a competitive bid. Call them at 800-428-1429 and check them out on Facebook and at HolsteinTrader.com. 5.41 a.m. here at Wax 104.5. 5.42 as it turns out. And Scott's doing the morning chores with you yet. Let's go over to the Altoona Equity Market to hear what Mark Coger has to report from the end of the week sale there. And then we'll be hearing from Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Market. All classes of livestock trading on a very limited basis due to the weather. Choice beef steers and heifers selling from a dollar to a dollar twenty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers eighty five to ninety one. Choice Holstein steers eighty to eighty five with your heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers selling at a discount. Twenty percent of the slaughter cows on Thursday sunk from fifty two to fifty eight. We topped at sixty two and a half. Sixty percent of the cows selling from thirty eight to fifty two with twenty percent of the cows selling below thirty eight. No test on the slaughter bulls. We had no bulls here today, and no market quote on calves. There were no quick calves at the sale. This is Mark Colgers from the Equidale Tune Auction Market. Have a great day. And we've got Jerry Fitzgerald on the phone from the Stratford Equity Market. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Scott, and a good morning to you, and I'll bet you it feels really good to drive into work in the morning without having to worry about ice, snow, um, snow plow trucks, uh, it just doesn't get no better than this, does it? I have color in my knuckles this morning on the way here, that's all. I, I haven't had color in my knuckles all winter from uh, the white knuckle driving we've had, but we got through, we got through. Well, the main thing is, I guess, uh, before we get to uh, all the market stuff here, is no chance of snow. I know there's rain or something in yeah. the forecast. Maybe I think it's going to be warm enough, so yep. maybe we've turned the hump. But, boy, a couple more days like yesterday with in the 40s and the sunshine, and we got rid of most of this stuff. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The green's showing through again. So tell us what you got going on at the market there, Jerry. Scott, I'll do that. Thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. And this is going to be how the uh, week is going to uh, look here at Equity Stratford this week. And we will start, of course, today on Monday. We'll get underway this morning at 9.30 a.m. this morning with Market Cows. Overnight delivered cattle, of course, will be the first on the auction block this morning. We'll sell market cows this morning, fat cattle, and also bulls. Around the 11 o'clock hour, we will get to the baby calves. That will be today's lineup. Tomorrow, Tuesday, a very busy day tomorrow here in Stratford. Uh, that will all get underway tomorrow morning with the hay auction here. Again, this is all going to be in Stratford tomorrow. 10 o'clock hay auction tomorrow. We do have uh, uh, hay f- available already on the consignment list. Also, if you folks are looking for some wheat straw, we do have large squares of wheat straw on the uh, auction bill for that 
tomorrow. That'll be 10 o'clock. We've got a very big dairy sale tomorrow here in Stratford. That'll start at 12 noon. We do have a complete herd dispersal, a very nice herd of cows coming from Gilman, a 70 head of Holsteins. There'll be a few jerseys in this herd, brown Swiss crosses, and three registered Ayrshire cows, freestyle house, milk in a step-up parlor, and again, very good components on this herd, 4-0 butter fat, 3-0 protein, somatic, very respectable, 160 to 180. And again, the cows will be tested prior to the sale. Also coming with this herd will be all the bred Holstein heifers. We do have a lot, lot of other dairy cattle for that sale tomorrow. Several consignments of some very good quality open heifers. We have a reputation consignment of some open heifers. They're going to weigh around that 700 pounds, fully vaccinated. We do have several consignments of uh, Holstein cows milking very heavy. We do have a consignment here of lineback and Holstein cows. Uh, some of these are fresh. The rest are bred back. Again, a lot of other consignments of dairy cattle, uh, close to 200 head of dairy cattle already on the list for that sale tomorrow. So, again, that will start at 12 noon. And then moving ahead into Wednesday will be the feeder cattle sale here in Stratford. That will be a noontime start also. Uh, do have a nice lineup of feeder cattle also for the sale on Wednesday. A lot of Holstein steers on the sale already for Wednesday, so keep that in mind, folks. If you're looking for Holsteins, that will be Wednesday at 12 noon. And then, of course, the regular market auction will follow on Thursday. So a busy, busy week coming up here in Stratford. Folks, if you got questions, 715-687-4101. And as always, uh, all this info is on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And uh, just uh, looking ahead a little bit to next week, we do have a complete herd dispersal. Also for next week, that will be at Thorpe. So, Scott, we'll be back here tomorrow morning to update the markets, uh, see how things go uh, this week after the, well, I guess for the blizzard we had on Thursday and Friday, but kids, you got to get up this morning. I'm sure there's going to be school today, so. <laughs> yep, no closings today, so thanks much, Jerry. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, good, Scott. Enjoy this day. You too. Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford Equity. After this, we'll be hearing from Michelle over at Tureen Livestock. Big green egg, big green egg, the best barbecue. Hey, Stu, why are you so exuberant? Well, it's pretty exciting. On Saturday, May 11th, we'll be at the 8th Annual Chippewa Valley Rib Fest at Swimrite Pools and Spas Eau Claire. This benefits the Feed My People Food Bank, the excellent local food bank. Come experience ribs, brats, and beer, all for a great cause. Courtesy of Hormel and Mike Star Markets, extremely mouth-watering brats, grilling all day long. Plus, Northwood's Brew Pub will be there with fresh brews. Sounds like a perfect Saturday in May. How exquisite. Plus, I will be doing grill classes, expanding your education. Thanks to Adams Automotive, Precision Pipeline, Northwood's Brew Pub, Powertex, Cesspool Cleaner Company, Mike Star Market, and Hormel for making this event possible. See you at Swimrite Pools and Spas Eau Claire on Saturday, May 11th for Ripfest 2019. Five forty-seven a.m. As we continue with the morning chores here at Wax one hundred four point five, Scott with you, and lo and behold, we have Michelle over at Kareen, bright-eyed Bushfield. Good morning. Good morning, Scott. How are you this morning? It's a great Not Monday. Bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a typical Monday. Yeah, it's Monday. Uh, well. Yeah, let's look forward to a great week. Right. right. Very good way of looking at it. Right, right. All right, tell us what's going on over at your barn. 
All right, thank you, Scott. Summing up the week of April 8th at during livestock market, in the slaughter market for the week, we topped at 60 and a half. 81% of the cows sold from 40 and above. Utilities were 48 to 56. Canners and cutters, 38 to 46. In the Holstein steer market, choice and prime, 82 to 91. Selects were 80 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, choice and prime, 87 to 124. Selects were 82 and down. In the bull market, high yielding beef types came in at 64 to 75, with the utilities of 62 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves sold from 70 to $180 per head. We did top at 190. Lighter and lower quality calves, $25 per head and down. We'll see heifer calves were 25 cents to 95 cents per pound. Beef calves, $1 to 325 per pound. In the hog market, butcher hogs were 40 to 50 and a half. Sows were 30 to 42. Boars were 18 and down. Today will be our next sale. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have a question or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all of us at Livestock, your family owned an upright market. Have a great day. Thanks, Michelle. Let's get after it and have a great week then. Sounds good. Take care, Scott. You too. We'll talk with you tomorrow. (laughs) A lot of folks around here are breathing easier because of Grace Home Respiratory. They appreciate that Grace Home Respiratory is a local company that puts customer service first. They appreciate that Grace Home Respiratory provides an array of medical equipment, services, and supplies to help their recovery and enhance their quality of life. They appreciate that Grace Home Respiratory has the experience and qualifications that exceed their expectations. So when you need home medical equipment and services, turn to Grace Home Respiratory not only for the equipment you need, but for their dedicated staff of respiratory therapists who are on call 24 hours a day. To find out more, call Grace Home Respiratory at 715-832-7377 or online at ghr-ec.com. This month's special at Grace Home Respiratory is 10% off SoClean Automated CPAP Sanitizer. That's 10% off SoClean Automated CPAP Sanitizer for the whole month of April at Grace Home Respiratory. On this tax day, it's time for our alfalfa update program brought to you by NextGrow Alfalfa. Dr. Dan Undersander is our guest. And, uh, Dan, as we go out and hopefully look at our stands and this snow we got here at the end of last week is uh, leaving us so we can get out there, I know we're going to have some bad spots out there. Should we look at the stand in general or kind of focus on some of those spots that we know the low spots that might be some of the bad or thinner spots in the field? Well, Bob, uh, I think we should do both, but let's start talking about the low spots in the field, and then next week we'll follow up with the other. The concern is that uh, in a number of parts of the state, we had uh, rain in January. We had some ice in some of those low spots in the field. I don't think the uh, killed spots will be as big as some of the ice patches were, but there will clearly be some spots. It is important, I think, to consider overseeding onto some of that. If we do nothing, it'll be a weed patch the rest of the summer, and we'll have trouble with weed spreading. More importantly, uh, the weeds get to be low in quality by the time we cut the alfalfa. Some of them may be less palatable, 
and and may affect the feed intake of that forage. So so it is important to consider overseeding. Now, for making haylage off of the field, we have a lot more options than for hay. Uh, the problem is that whatever we overseed into these spots to keep the weeds down and to give us some tonnage is uh, not going to dry at the same rate as the alfalfa. For haylage, that's not such a big deal. We can just chop it even a little on the wet side, uh, blow it in the truck or the uh, wagon, and then it gets mixed with the other forage as it goes into the tube or bunker or whatever. So uh, less concerned about a different forage for haylage than for hay. Uh, if we do have to make hay off of these fields, uh, then we might want to cut these a little bit earlier, handle them a bit differently so that we don't get bales that are too wet and then mold or, or heat inside. Now, what are the options for those spots? One good option, if you plan on killing the field this fall, is simply to overseed with oats. It'll come on fast, give good tonnage, uh, but it's largely a one-cut crop but it will keep the weeds down very well. Another choice would be uh, something like a ryegrass, which comes up quick, uh, can be harvested. Uh, if we plant it in the, right now in the middle of April, uh, we can probably even harvest it with first cutting because it does recover so quickly. I would recommend a 50-50 mix of annual and perennial ryegrass because the annual will come up quicker and be ready. The perennial will yield more late into the season. Another choice would be to interseed red clover. Uh, it does come up quick and, of course, would be the most difficult to get dry. It does make the haylage a little bit black, but it's actually very good because the bypass protein is a little bit higher than for alfalfa. That's Dr. Dan Undersander with Bob with the next grow alfalfa a look and... Speaking of looks, let's have a look at the morning markets. On uh, the grain side of things, corn for July, the futures, corn for July is at 372. That's up two. July oats is at 376, up one. Soybeans for July at 912 are up three. Soybean meal for July, $313.10 a ton, up $1.50. And July wheat is at 467 down two. The country elevators... On the corn side, the countryside co-ops at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, Osseo, and and Osseo, all are at 305. Elk Mound is at 318. Sparta is at 310. And Ellsworth at 297. No quotes from Stevens Point or Arcadia. The ethanol plants are at Boyceville, 336. Stanley, 327. And New Richmond is at 325. On the soybean side... Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo all are at 806. Elk Mound is at 821. Sparta is at 809. And Ellsworth is at 806. And that wraps it up for me today with the morning chores. We'll be back, I think, here with Bob in the morning. If his voice is back, I hope it is this week. It should be. He got a good rest this weekend. Scott Schultz, be careful out there, whatever you're doing out in that farmyard or any other kind of work.
You can't build a reputation on what you're going to do. Henry Ford. The Ford Motor Company honors only 10% of all Ford dealerships in the United States with a prestigious President's Award. Only 10%. One of those winners of the 2018 President's Award? Eau Claire Ford. Right here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Rick Moore, the owner of Eau Claire Ford, has built a solid team of people that care and want to help you. On behalf of our entire team at Eau Claire Ford, thank you for being more than just customers, but being our friends. I'm Rick Moore. We are proud to be part of the Eau Claire community. We are proud of our employees who come to work every day with the attitude of providing exceptional service. We aren't perfect, and when we fall down, we try harder. Here's another quote from Henry Ford. My best friend is the one who brings out the best in me. Thank you for being a friend and bringing out the best in us. Thank you. We really do appreciate your business and your continued support. Eau Claire Ford, winner of the 2018 Ford President's Award. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com hire. All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. Enrolling at Marshfield Clinic Health System, Marshfield, Wausau, and Chippewa Falls. Do you want to investigate a crime scene like you see on TV? Are you interested in trying your hand at the cow milking simulator? Maybe you want to meet a police canine unit in person. You can do all of that and more at CVTC's West Campus Open House on Thursday, April 25th from 4 to 7 p.m. Explore careers in law enforcement, agriculture, transportation, public safety, and construction with hands-on activities to experience what it's like to work in these fields. Visit cvtc.edu slash Event today to register for a chance to win an Amazon gift card. Do you know the secret? We know the secret. Hi, I'm Rick, and I lost 38 pounds and over 31 inches, and I know the secret. Hi, I'm Jessica. I lost over 61 pounds and over 41 inches. I know the secret. Hi, I'm Peter. I lost 76 pounds and over 30 inches. I feel much better, get around better. I know the secret. Hi, I'm Dr. Justin Share DC with Eau Claire Weight Loss. And I know the secret to losing up to one pound of fat every day. My unique weight loss program makes it easy to lose weight, get healthy, and get your energy back naturally, safely, and effectively. If you'd like to lose unhealthy fat without counting points or calories, no exercising, no prepackaged meals, no HCG, no surgery, and no hypnosis, call my office now at 715-502-4748 or visit weknowthesecret.com. We know the secret. Check out the all-new Chilson Outdoor Adventure RV in Lake Halley or online at chilson.com. Wax 104.5.